Hey everybody, I'm Nick Davis. Welcome to Simply Not Easy, the podcast about simple action steps to improve the journey of your life as I work to improve the journey of my own. Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to Simply Not Easy. Hope you're all having a great day. And firstly, Happy New Year. Happy New Decade. And hopefully, to a certain degree, Happy New Year. Well, I will say, we're evolving, we're changing every day. So, Happy New Year no matter what. But it's uh, it's up to you whether the change is good and whether the change is important. You know, I got a, I got a little buzz feed from Tony Robbins. I read it to him every every once in a while. Good motivational speaker and everything with, with substance behind him. And... What was it that he said? I believe one of the messages had a headline, something along the lines of change is inevitable, progress isn't. And change doesn't always equal progress, and sometimes we get confused. We have all these things swirling around us, and we assume that because we feel busy, we're making strides in the right direction. Or maybe we're just caught in a tornado. But hey, that's for us to figure out, right? So anyways, uh, today we had another road trip, or same road trip, different day. Uh, checked out of the hotel. Uh, it was nice. Got a, got in last night. Got a little bit of a short workout going. Hit their, uh, hit their pool for a bit. Um, not that I'm a major swimmer at all. And... You know, it's a tiny hotel pool, so hit some good laps going back and forth, grabbing onto the edge, kicking out behind me, just stuff to make the body feel good, you know, not necessarily expecting to get a crazy workout, but, you know, got to gotta move around, get the blood flowing, feel good, hit the uh, their uh, gym room for a bit, which, you know, is really just a dumbbells from 10 to 50 pounds, and then... Uh, a little elliptical there, so just did some weight stuff for a bit, got some, you know, some light 50-pound kettlebell swings in with the dumbbells for a while, just a ton of reps of those, uh, working some single-leg deadlift, single-leg squat stuff, so good just to move a little bit, get some renegade rows, and get the body primed up, ready to go. And today we're talking about, you know, getting an effective warm-up going, and what, what really does a, a warm-up mean and what does it look like and what should you or shouldn't you do for a workout that you're going forward. And I'm going to illustrate this with a story. And this is a very relevant recent story because I just got off the phone with my cousin. Uh, so I got a cousin of mine. She's an x-ray tech out in Tennessee. Military. She's military wife uh, to her husband who's been in the service for a number of years now. And anyway, she's my age, so... She's kicking it, doing real good, but she was training for this, uh, forget what it was, a 10-mile race or something like that uh, with one of her other friends coming up in March, and she was supposed to start this next Monday for our program, and she gave me a ring and basically said, like, listen, need your advice on something. Uh, she felt like she pulled, uh, to her words, pulled a hip flexor and uh, I was irritating the heck out of her. You know, two weeks back, she went on a 
run, trying to keep up with her husband for the military pace because they're the first time getting back together in a while. And uh, she said that, you know, she, she didn't warm up. She was in a rush. Normally she does some of her gentle weight training before that. Didn't do that this morning. Just kind of went and, again, kicked up the pace trying to keep up with the husband. Uh, Mylon, she had to stop. Was getting this nagging pain in her hip for a while and walked back. And, you know, she took it easy. Didn't run for the next week or so. Took a little bit of ibuprofen. Uh, hit some Advil, some heat, some ice. Just very, very gentle stretch and took it easy. She said, all right, it's probably gone. Went back out a couple days back, two and a half miles, no problem. After that two and a half miles was done though, she was aching like crazy. Same damn hip thing came right back for her. So, she calls me, tries to figure out what's going on here. Anyways, um, I'm just getting distracted driving through a beautiful area, Greenville, Illinois, right here. Uh, nice little place, man. They got some sweet racetracks for horses and everything. It's a giant, giant jungle gym ropes course over there. It's a beautiful part of the country now. And I'll get back to what I was talking about in a minute. But anyways, I uh, checked out the hotel this morning down in uh, Indiana. Uh, I've already made it through... Uh, Illinois now, and just, you know, keep on making my way through, making my way through, and uh, eventually get into Oklahoma today, so, it's gonna be a good ride, man, it's a lot of time on the road, but I'm not a big fan of sitting my ass down, which is why we're talking about warm-ups and what they are and everything, because, um, yeah, maybe my workout yesterday was a little bit of strength, but it was, it was really a warm-up, just get my body going, but anyways, she calls me, we talk for a bit. I want to rule out, you know, make sure that it's not a little bit of a stress fracture. Um, thank goodness we ruled that out, make sure that that's not an issue. I didn't think it was anyway, but you know, got to take proper precautions and make sure we rule out some of that serious pathology along the way first. So we get talking and stuff and you know, kind of poke around with their history and see exactly, you know, how things feel in different positions. and. You can only do so much diagnostic over the phone, but you can still do a heck of a lot. And I've done that with some good friends for a while. Anyways, um, it does turn out that I think her, uh, she's got some inflammation, some irritation, uh, quote-unquote pulled hip flexor, a, uh, maybe a bit of a tendinosis, um, overactivity in the hip flexor. Again, there may be other things. Uh, minor things contributing to that where it's you know why did it happen to be that right hip flexor compared to other different things that got that strain first that's a whole other bucket we can go down but at the end of the day that might have been a little bit predisposed she might have not warmed up like she normally does uh, she might have been going a higher intensity faster than she normally does um, we're basically attributing this to a lack of a warm-up for the majority of it I'm not saying she would have been perfect otherwise no, not necessarily, but I don't think she'd have this issue going forward. Um, anyway, she's going to deload a bit, get some uh, more specific stretches in, get some activation. Uh, those hip flexors getting back together and uh, gave her some kind of check marks to go through for uh, some weight training and some other body movement sequencing that to kind of do pain-free as a prerequisite before getting back to running, then increasing with a nice slow approach and got her on a training plan for hitting those miles that she needs in the strides that she needs it in. 
So we got her going back on a plan. She's going to be completely fine. This is not going to seriously derail anything in her life whatsoever. Uh, might change things by a couple weeks, but hey, that's about it. She'll still have time to ramp up nice slowly for the race, get out ready for that. So her workouts are going to be back on track real soon. It gives her a chance to kind of, you know, hit the weights don't bother her right now. Let's hit some of the accessory groups a lot more and get the rest of her uh, frame stronger so that uh, it can help benefit that running endurance as we go further with it. Well, let's talk about this whole warm-up thing, right? If that's kind of part of the major culprit. Really, all of we talk about warm-up and cool-down, right? And a lot of people say, like, oh, that's separate. I got my workout. I got my warm-up. I got my cool-down, right? And a lot of people go to, like, well, I'm, I'm going to skip the cool-down. And I'm, I'll be honest with y'all. I've been guilty of this at times, too. You get busy. It's, you know, in and out. You can't be spending 15 minutes warming up, 15 minutes cooling down, an hour workout, yada, yada, yada. You don't always got the time for that. Let's think of this less as of distinct phases and more of ways of movement and grades of movement and uh, along the entire spectrum. All a warm-up really should be is a dynamic way of getting your body used to what it's going to be doing and keeping it simple at first. You don't. You never want to start out cold. You want to get your physiology moving. If you've got to rely on physiological energy systems, well, let's give that sucker a little bit of a prime. Let's push that primer on the gas lawnmower and get the juices flowing a little bit before you give it a rip nice and raw for cranking that lawnmower. Let's wheel that thing out of the garage, get it moving a little bit, press the primer, you know, give it some warning that the juices are going to be flowing. And don't just start that thing tearing up in the garage and, you know, you might pull something. So, anyways, we're... The warm-up is a gradual build into what is kind of the culminating event of the workout, the big part of the workout. And for some people, that's hitting a really heavy weight. For some people, that's going low number of reps. For other people, that's just, hey, I want to hit a certain volume. And these are my big kind of working sets throughout the workout that I want to do. Or here's where I want to uh, peak metabolically. Here's where I want to get the most stress in my system. And it's a gradual, systematic buildup from those areas. So if you're working, and let's talk about movements and muscle activation, because sometimes people get all caught up in, oh, I have to activate this muscle, this muscle, and that muscle. Sure, maybe you do. But do you have to understand that all the time to be able to use it? Not necessarily. Let's talk about positions. And, you know, we'll talk about specific muscles when there are issues or anything or you want to develop certain areas. But let's talk about positions and movements themselves because that's going to define what muscles get used anyway. So let's say you want to be, you know, doing some big bench or whatever like that. You want to get that rotator cuff warmed up. You want to get the pecs warmed up. You want to get those motions warmed up. You might start out with doing, you know, some a plank hold in a tall push-up position, get some scat push-ups, do a few normal push-ups, get that push-up plus combo in that area, get some rotator cuff work with some, you know, light plates, whether five or ten pounds, just to get some rotation work, some stabilization. You might do some serratus punches. Um, you might do a bottom part of an arm bar rotation for a Turkish get-up with a low weight before you work higher weight. Uh, then you're ready, your body's primed, it's tuned, um, you got blood flowing and everything to get that bench work going for yourself. You might be hitting squats. What's a great warm-up for squats getting going? Guess what? Squats. 
you want to lunge, then lunge. Do lunges for the warm-up. It's sometimes it's that simple, right? Sometimes it's, okay, what motion do I need to go through? You want to hit deadlifts, but, you know, your uh, some of your range is a little bit tight or whatever you want to call it. Okay, let's hit some deadlifts with no weight. Let's work on mobility. Let's work on breath control. Let's work on getting the whole system firing up again, getting ready to go. So that's really all it is. It's a gradual incremental increase going from the state your body's currently in, aka a cold state, going to where it needs to be, warm, physiology is working, absolutely ready to go. And so this relates to me right now too, where it's like, you know, I wasn't hitting this workout crazy heavy. I didn't hit hard cardio or anything before. Um, Talking about the state that my body's in, my cousin had the benefit of, you know, no, she didn't do her weight warm-up, but she was moving around and she's walking around doing her daily life stuff. Man, I was sitting my ass in the car for 10 hours yesterday. Do you think my physiology is ready to go for anything when I'm sitting in the car for 10 hours? So that's part of this workout Wednesday, too, is acknowledging where we're at currently. And, you know, it's okay to admit that, hey, I'm not going to deadlift heavy, heavy weight or clean press or anything like that. I know I'm not. Let me just... Uh, let me move a little bit, let me get my body feeling good, let me let me prime the system, let me tease it. And then, you know, as I go throughout that warm-up process, you're gonna, you're gonna get the gauge of your body for how it's feeling. So, go through these processes, warm up to it, and then learn how to trust your intuition, but your intuition has to be based on experience too. So you've gotta have the experience, have the time to get yourself there be able to feel that and compare it to other times in the past and that's how we learn and that's how we get the intuition of our body Um, because the better athletes have better intuition and that partially they might have an innate better sense of their body but mostly they just have more practice working with their body and so give yourself that opportunity to catch up in that realm to make it happen and the same thing applies to cooling down you've already peaked hey guess what you get a sprinter and you tell a sprinter to run a 100-meter dash or a 110-meter hurdle race, I think you tell them to truly just stop at the finish line, oh, man, they are not going to be happy. Their, their veins are going to pull with blood. They're not going to pump stuff out. Their heart's going to be in spasm. They're not going to be happy campers. Why do you think they run an additional 40 meters? Number one, because they're going damn fast and they need to slow down. Huh. Let's equate that to your workout. I don't care how fast or slow you're going. You're getting your physiology moving pretty fast, or at least the fastest it's been all day. Let's get that slowed back down. Let's get you acclimated. Let's get you on the ramp, maybe not dropping off the edge of a cliff, but a ramp, a nice ramp on the way down to bring you back to where you need to be for the rest of the day. So let's make this a little more gradual, a little bit more about, less about workout, less about, hey, I've got this time in my life, this time right now, where I want to be doing a quote-unquote workout. You know, it's what makes the workout different than, you know, any other time during the day. It's a time when I quote-unquote say, oh, I have my, uh, my Apple Watch or my Google Watch or whatever they got these days. I press the record button on there, and all of a sudden I'm recording data just because I do that and it's being tracked, does that mean that, you know, the only time that my workouts count when they burn calories, when they're tracked, or the only time that I burn any energy or that I'm able to efficiently use my body well is when it's quote unquote during my workout? No. 
not at all. Plenty of people have manual labor jobs. Plenty of people, even outside of that, are in situations where they're able to exercise a lot during the day. And even people that aren't, they still use a ton of energy. That's fine, that's normal, that's good. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So, your body doesn't just move when it's in quote unquote the workout. Yeah, these are workout Wednesdays and focusing on that with movement and everything, but let's think of these less as workouts. Let's think of it more as what movement am I gonna participate in today? And how can I ready my body for that from the movement I'm currently doing, which hey, is usually nothing for most people, which is kind of sad, to okay, now I'm doing my set time to move throughout the day for my quote unquote workout. All right, y'all. Hope this was enlightening. Um, I hope for a lot of people it was actually a simplistic reflection. I hope some people had the reaction of like, oh, no shit, that makes sense. I know that's that's obvious stuff. Good, I hope it's obvious. Um, I had a quote from my good friend Bob Chang recently, who I do my other podcast with, Manifest Mindset. And, you know, he's, he's guilty of saying this often, which I don't mind. It's a good thing to say. Is that beginner will hear a lesson for the second time and say, yeah, 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 I already know that, I already know that I'm good, man, because they brush it off, right, they already think they know it, we're an expert, they'll hear a message repeated again, maybe in a different way, maybe in a different way, they'll say thank you, thank you for reminding me of the basics, thank you for reminding, and that's not in a sarcastic way, that is truly meaning it, of thank you for reminding me of these vital, these vital fundamentals, these fundamentals that define and comprise and help understand part of our existence and part of what we're going after. Because fundamentals truly are everything. Truly are everything. They are the building blocks. Fundamentals are the amino acids for our protein complexes. They are the building blocks that make it up. They are the glucose molecule for our disaccharides, for our polysaccharides. And yeah, they can even be our triglycerides if we want for our big honking chunk of lard effect, our delicious sweet avocado. You know, they are building blocks, they are foundations, and fundamentals are truly everything. So, let's think of these things less as workouts, even though I, myself, am guilty of it, and our culture is guilty of calling it that, by just encouraging people to move. Let's think of it more as what are we doing to move today? how are we preparing for that and how are we transitioning from how I'm moving now, aka nothing, to how am I moving then, aka something more than nothing. How am I going through that transition? Alright y'all, thanks for tuning in. Let's keep it real. Again, break it down, keep it simple. If you don't know what to do to warm up, just build up more gradual. What are you doing today? Squats. Sweet. What are you doing for warm up? Squats. Alright, we can get a little variety with that, we can get some weight shift, we can get working on mobility. Dynamic, 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 we're moving away from that static stretching nonsense. Alright y'all, again, power is in the position that you're working on. Power is in the position. Alright y'all, simply, not easy.